Hey kids, you are about to listen to comedy podcast, eh? This means that uh, none of this is medical advice. Uh, if you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. He knows a lot of big words and he will examine your turds. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast where we discuss fitness and health and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, DrLondonSmith.com. I would like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We have received some complaints about the overuse of technical terminology I've been using, such as handshake and keeping your hands and arms inside the ride at all times. So I will try to simplify my language in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Greetings, friends. Cameron is like a feather on the wind, using his sensitivity to every ebb and flow of the breeze of this world's trends to plot the course of the podcast. So don't be surprised if he occasionally offers the slightest of guiding hands when the podcast seems a little too brainy for the average person. Also with us is Dijadun in the house. And Cameron also tells me that there will be a guest on the show a little later, so do look forward to that. Before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. Quote, Not spanking your kids makes them dumber. That's why millennium think they climate change has changed when it hasn't. The earth is reined. No, it's flat. All caused from not being beaten senseless like I was. Dot, dot, dot. And I turned out fine. End quote. First of all, thank you so much for reaching out to us here at the Jock Dog Podcast. We always love hearing back from our listeners. Uh, to, to answer your question, is my understanding that spanking is not uh, at least directly responsible for the rise of climate change as an important issue. Well, are you a climate change scientist? Okay, no, I'm, I'm not that type of scientist. Do we know if this listener is? I I suppose you have me there, Cameron. I, from what I've read about climate science and climate change, uh, th- there has been no mention of how many times a given climate scientist was spanked. Okay, and, okay, that's valid. That's completely valid. Okay, but but yeah, but our listeners are pretty smart, and I mean, this listener in particular is clearly someone who thinks outside the box. They're not letting society tell them what to think, what not to think. Right. They, they're able to come up with their own decisions. They're independent thinkers. Okay. When it comes to spanking, when it comes to climate change, whereas you are more of a book thinker. Okay. And I, I do appreciate hearing these outside, th- these other opinions. Yeah. Uh, should also specify that um, 
that the spanking, uh, it likely did not have a significant impact on the alternative viewpoint that the Earth is flat rather than uh, round. So that, that's another point that I would say there's probably not a huge amount of correlation there. That's known, at least. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, well, um, here now for a tale from our clinic. A uh, patient came into our clinic, crossed out all the parts of the liability forms where the doctor is, uh, it's written out that they're not held responsible for certain things, and that patient then yelled at the staff. So then the office manager was going to talk to him about it privately, but before he could, the patient cussed out everyone in the office and left. Later, a staff member checked, and sure enough, the patient had left a lengthy, critical, one-star Yelp review of the clinic. Uh, Further searches found that this was not the first occasion that the patient um, was, in fact, a frequent Yelp reviewer and appeared to be quite critical. Finally, the staff member just Googled the patient uh, generally, like their specific name, and found that in the past, the patient in question had visited an eating establishment and stabbed a customer there, then stabbed a car in the parking lot on the way out. So it appears that we were fortunate to have as mild an experience as we did with this particular patient. It kind of sounds like you got a bad Yelp review and are now just making up stories about patients. Okay, so in this case, Uh the patient left a really bad review without actually even seeing the doctor, for one thing. Yeah, according to your story. Sure. So you think that this patient possibly had come in, seen the doctor, and given a bad Yelp review based on a genuine experience. I think the patient came in, was expecting a certain level of service, maybe to be seated quicker, not have to wait for a table for so long. Uh, Maybe the patient was expecting higher quality food than what you're serving. I don't know what you serve at your hospital, um, but maybe they were kind of expecting something more given what you advertise. I'm not sure. I I, I don't know the details. What? Because again, I haven't seen the Yelp review that he gave you that then in turn caused you to lash out and create these wild, elaborate stories. What do you think happens at the doctor's office? Because this... This response, this sounds like you... Well, I mean, it sounds to me like at your doctor's office, they make you wait forever for a table. The quality of service is very poor. There, No one, you know, fills up your water as frequently as they should. And the food is just lackluster. Okay. I, I guess to, to clarify for our listeners, um, the doctor's office typically is a place where you go to seek medical care. Sure, not- sure, sure, sure. No, no debate about that. Not food or drinks. Like you'll get that at the hospital whenever you're staying there, but that's not that, that's not the point of that place. I mean, that's not the service that they are. Doctor Lennon, you're answering why people are giving you one star reviews. Because again, they're coming in with a certain expectation. Maybe they want a nice steak. Maybe they want a chicken fried steak. Maybe they want chicken fried chicken. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know what's on the menu. Do you le- well? Do you leave reviews of places where they don't provide you food? Oh if, hell yeah! Like let's say you go to the DMV, and so you leave a bad review because you didn't you weren't fed there. Yeah, the platter that they had out was awful. Was it food? It, it, I mean, it was something that I, that I ate. 
It was disgusting. Okay. So it, it sounds like maybe your specific expectations are maybe uh, off from what they should be for a given place. You have to check the category of a place before you go in. My expectations okay. are to accurately reflect to the Yelp community what level of food they're going to be receiving at any given establishment. Okay. I go to the post office. What do I get? Stamps. And you eat those? Yes, and they suck. They have pictures of apples and stuff on it. They don't taste like apples at all. Okay. There's an Applejack situation there then. Yeah, and I give it a one-star review. Huh. Yeah, Applejack, as in they jacked all my apples and are now supplying me with apple stamps that don't taste like apples at all. That I'm, I'm one sorry star. I I just feel like your expectations are a little off, considering. But we can we can move on from there. Okay. Um. Now for today's medical topic, uh, myocarditis. Myocarditis refers to an inflammation of the muscles of the heart. All so, right, Doctor London, I've I've kind of like let you go on your own for the last few episodes. But my, my role in this podcast is to dumb it down and make it relatable relatable, and, and something that everyone can understand. Okay. Yeah, sure. So when you say a word like inflammation, what does that mean? Okay. That means uh, sort of, uh, for example, if you ever have like a bug bite okay, and you see it getting all red and enlarged, sure, that that's inflammation. That's what that is. Okay. So, so to elaborate that on a little bit. Further, when you say enlarged, you're talking about... It gets bigger. Right. Increases in size. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I was about to say. Uh, oh, uh, I was just about to say that. What are you... Okay. All right. So increase in size, you mean... In, the combination of those two, though. Red, warm, increasing in size. Right. And increasing in size means... Uh, inflammation. Right. Which means? It means red, warm, okay. increasing in size. I was size. about to say that. Okay. Right. So so going back to myocarditis. Right. Myocarditis refers to an inflammation of the muscles of the heart. What does that mean? Okay, which? Are you going back to inflammation again? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so inflammation is when... You have sort of a redness, like a bug bite. Okay. How it's red. Okay. And enlarges. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I know all of this. And it's warm. Yeah. No, I get all of this. I was just about to say that. Okay. All right. So so I guess we'll move on from there then. But like, you know, when you say red, like, what do you mean? Okay. So like the color of something red, like a red rose. Have you yeah, heard of that? Yeah, sure. Oh, I, again, I know all of this stuff. I'm not an idiot. I'm trying to. I'm trying to help the audience. Oh, here. this is. You think the listener did not understand it whenever I said those words? Yeah. So, becoming larger uh, means increasing in size. This is all part of inflammation. Right. And what does that mean? To increase in size, yeah. it means the size that uh, it becomes. Right. Is it, it's like bigger than it used to be? Of course. Yeah. Okay. I obviously. I feel like. Maybe the listeners a little, it doesn't, they don't need it dumbed down to that extent. Oh, sure. Okay. Obviously. I was just about to say that. Okay. Okay. 
All right, so myocarditis can be caused by viruses, bacteria, medications, or even autoimmune disease like lupus. It may be asymptomatic or it may present with uh, fatigue, fever, chest pain, congestive heart failure. Right, or... and we know we all know what fatigue means. Everyone does. It's obvious. But what does it mean? For the listener? Yeah. Yeah, it means tired, okay. sort of lethargic. Yeah, and like lethargic, I think, again... Yeah, it's just a word everyone knows, but like, what does it mean? But like, yeah, more generally more tired, more tired, yeah, more easily tired, more easily tired. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Okay, so uh, death is also a a presentation of myocarditis. Oh yeah, and when you talk about death, you're meaning death is obviously a human human stops stops being alive. Being alive. Yeah, I was just about to say that. So they expire. Yeah, they're. Heart, a lot one of the ways that you would you know sort of seek this out there are a few things you check for but yeah like they have no pulse right uh obviously on an ekg they would you know it'd be flat yeah flat lining um they wouldn't be breathing uh yep. sternal rub they wouldn't react yeah easy obvious i know all this stuff okay so the classic patient for myocarditis is a young male and in the labs you would look for Elevated cardiac enzymes, like those found in a heart attack, actually. Uh, and you'd also look for inflammatory markers. And, and, sorry, just to clarify, Cameron. Oh, I don't think anyone needs any clarification on that. Okay. Uh, okay. All right, we'll go ahead and move on from there, then. Yeah. Increase in size. And redness and warmth as yeah. well. Those are all parts of inflammation. Yeah, obviously. Next, uh, Cameron, do we have any sponsors today? No. Oh, okay. Uh, then I... So we've lost them all at this point. You lost them all. I've still got sponsors. You are, you're separately sponsored. Yeah, oh yeah. Totally. Nike, Adidas, all of it. Because I've noticed you start wearing a jacket, but it doesn't have those symbols on them. It's just got, like... You've you've drawn on your own symbols. It's sort of to like of the brands. Be creative, and also kind of leave things up to people's imagination. Almost like when you're looking in a cloud, and you can say, "Oh, it looks like a bear," and another person can say, "Oh, it looks like a fire truck." Are you, are you talking so about because a person it's... could look at my jacket and say, "Oh, he's sponsored by the New York Knicks," or "Oh, he's sponsored by State Farm." It's impossible to know. And you're, That's the trick. But you're saying it because it's like because you drew it so crudely that it's hard to tell what brand you were trying to emulate with that. Yeah, that's like, the trick. So if th- I draw it in such a way that it looks like my sponsor could be anything and everything, then all I got to do is then, you know, go to, let's say, uh, like the Geico front desk and say, hey, uh, you guys sponsored me. See my jacket? It says Geico clearly right there. Where's my paycheck? And oh, sorry, sir. We, uh, I didn't realize we were supposed to pay you today. Oh, Well, because I That's think... people like Geico. They're, they're also misspelled, all of these ones. Well, it's so not... That's any, another... there, there's nothing to spell. It's not anything. Yeah. Well, like, it, it looks like you're trying. Like, like, maybe I show up to the corporate headquarters of Animal Crackers, and I say, oh, look at my jacket. I've clearly been... Uh, advertising you guys my jacket clearly says animal crackers 
see that that squiggly right there? That's clearly supposed to be like a tiger. So it's it just uh, you says, guys you guys paid me to do this. Where where is my paycheck? Oh, sorry, sir. We have to get your check. Where are? Uh, so sorry. But see what I mean? And you have you tried this yet? No. Okay, you say that as if. Like, as if you're correcting me here. Yeah. Like, there's a proper timing to it. Duh. Okay. And so, you, this jacket, it it's is... It's all part of the game, baby. Okay. So, so you're, you are sponsored. I show up to the San Diego Zoo. I say, oh, I look look at my sponsored jacket for the San Diego Zoo. There's zebras on it. Do you see all the ze- Do you see that squiggly? It's a zebra. Oh, that squiggly. It's a zookeeper uh, giving the groundhogs their shots. Uh, I was told to wear this jacket. Whoa, where's my check? And you go to oh, the so, zoo. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize we're supposed to get your check. And this, you expect this to happen when you go to the zoo. Yeah. Duh. And like while you're looking at animals or do you find some executive or. Yeah, you go to the front desk. And you tell them, I am sponsored. Yeah, I say, look at my jacket. I wouldn't be wearing a jacket that clearly is sponsoring the San Diego Zoo if I wasn't hired to do so. And I can do this at every single company. Okay. I I don't really see so much of the advantage, especially in the, um, like, the making them not quite, like, poorly drawn. Like, you could have at least printed or stenciled or something the the actual brands instead of but that wouldn't leave it up to the interpretation that's the point it has to be somewhat ambiguous so i can take it to every company and say oh this is obviously your logo oh i okay so these are so because i thought like you just spelled nike with the y on the end like that was the it looks pretty legible besides that right but you know how sometimes you can like draw a word in a certain way where you know it says like angel and then you look at it upside down and it says devil or whatever you know what i'm talking about yeah or like you can you can write your name in a way where upside down or right side up it looks the same so it's like that where i can write the word nike in this kind of vague ambiguous squiggle with a y but then from another angle it might say you know nbc so and so i go to the nbc offices and you turn your and jacket go, oh, over? Look at my jacket. I mean, th- that squiggly over there, that's clearly Will and Grace. These squigglies over here, uh, I mean, that's Friends. Those are the Friends. Oh, look at that squiggly. Oh, it's Caroline in the City. Remember from the 90s? Came on after Friends? I, I'm... And they'll say, oh, sir, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize we, 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 you were supposed to get a check today. I, I don't know. My boss didn't tell me. Let me, let me get someone. I get, the only other part of this cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. that sounds odd is if it's an optical illusion that like changes depending on if it's upside down or something, you have to take your jacket off, flip it upside down, and show them the part that you're talking about, uh, the optical yeah. illusion. Obviously. Okay. Okay. I get if that's your method, uh, you're more sponsored than, than the show is, I guess, at this point, the podcast. That is true. Okay. Uh, All right, well, uh, Cameron, do we have a guest today? We certainly do, Dr. London. We actually have a couple guests. Okay, like, are they a couple? Like, are they together? I don't think so. We have sisters here, Ashby and Matilda. Okay. Hello. Hello. 
We're here because we are a medical anomaly, and we thought that you would really appreciate something kind of not so boring on your show. You hear that, Dr. London? A medical anomaly. I found a medical guest. So what makes us a medical anomaly is that we are actually Siamese twins, and we are so Siamese that we inhabit one body. Whoa. I... Okay, so you're... So Siamese twins, for listeners, they're people who are uh, sort of conjoined, is the word for that, right? It's two, two different people who, during pregnancy, they were united physically. And so after they were born, like, they, they grow up and they sometimes they will have surgery to separate them. And so what you're saying, and sorry, to, to clarify, what was your name again? Each of you, I guess? I'm Matilda, and I'm Ashby. Okay. And so you're saying that you were so Siamese, so conjoined. We are so Siamese that we inhabit one body. So Ashby has the left eye, left arm, left leg, right foot. And Matilda has the right eye, right arm, right leg, left foot, and we have to share one mouth. Whoa. Okay. You guys are, I mean, how, how Siamese are you? So on the Siamese scale, we are as Siamese as you can get. Some people Whoa. are hardly Siamese at all to the point that they're basically just two people. But me and Matilda are so Siamese that we are almost one person what i guess that's incredible it's a medical anomaly does this just mean that you have extra parts in your body or dr lennon you can't say like extra parts you can't make them sound you know you you can't other them right okay compared to let's say someone who is not siamese at all do you have like let's say an extra organ or sorry, uh, more than more than one heart, more than two lungs. No, we have the same amount as just one person. Who okay. has the Who has the left lung? Matilda. Oh, who has the right lung? Ashby. Oh, okay. Okay. So, how were, you were diagnosed with this? So that's what's very interesting. We are so Siamese that for many years. People didn't know, doctors didn't know that we were two people inhabiting one body. And who's so, speaking right now? Ashby. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, Ashby, so it sounds possibly, so you say that they didn't, nobody could identify it until about what age would you say? This is Matilda. So we were diagnosed when we were about four years old. My mom started noticing that when I would smile, I smiled with my lips closed and Ashby smiled showing her teeth. And that was kind of the first indicator that there were two people going on. And since then, we've finally been able to express how vastly different we are. Wow, a true medical miracle. Yeah. Dr. London, can you explain the medical science of how this is even possible? Well, to understand actually what's going on, do you, each of you have separate thoughts? And uh, do you, like, let's say if I'm talking to Matilda right now, 
can Ashby hear everything? And is she able to process everything? Yes. Okay. We each have one ear. Okay. Ashby, what are you thinking about right now? I'm thinking about unicorns. And Matilda, what are you thinking about right now? I'm thinking about unicorns. Whoa. Okay. Well, I'm kind of surprised because I thought you'd be sort of thinking about the podcast being on a microphone, which I don't know if you've ever done that before. But so your mind is on unicorns right now pretty, pretty thoroughly. Well, one of us is writing a unicorn fan fiction novel. And so that's, I'm giving her ideas as she's writing it. And that's Matilda or is that Ashby? Ashby's writing the unicorn novel right now. She is listening and occasionally she will pop in. But really, I, Matilda, was hired to be on this show. Hired? Yeah. We, I she's don't... the new production assistant. Oh. We are. Well, I thought it was Matilda. She has to come along, but she's not actually hired on. She's not paid, right? Matilda is. Matilda is. Yeah, Ashby is not. Okay, so what what sounds odd, it sounds like possibly if you feel like you have two separate entities in your mind at the same time, sometimes that can be, uh, there's a clinical diagnosis, psychiatric one, where uh, you have what's called schizophrenia. Have you ever heard of that, Matilda? Yes, we've heard of that before. That's what they thought for a long time, but it's been medically proven that we are two separate people living in one body. We're Siamese all the way, as Siamese as you can get. How did they prove it clinically? Through just blood work and through watching us and hearing us talk with each other. Yeah, probably tests. Probably some tests. Yeah, lots of tests. Lots of being hooked up. Our brain being hooked up and monitored. Okay. And so normally, science. Depending on which sort of brain monitoring thing, they might have been looking more for seizures with like an EEG or like they have some sleep. Like there are a lot of tests. Well, I wouldn't, I didn't come on here for your opinion. I, I wouldn't expect such a low level, low tier doctor to understand this anomaly. I'm kind of just raising awareness. People kind of don't like me and my sister always. Why don't people care for you and your sister? They just think we're strange and that we are not two people. Wow. This society we live in. Unwilling to accept anything, even a little different. Oh. Reminds me of a certain doctor. Well, yeah, I guess on certain my certain doctor end, who refuses to accept anything a little strange, anything a little different. Like when we go to a restaurant and it's a buffet, when people find out that it's actually two people and we only paid for one plate, they get really angry. Yeah, oh, that's what angers them. Yeah, or like when I was attending college. We didn't pay two tuitions because Ashby's not paying attention. She's really focusing on her writing career. So she didn't care about going to school. So they got upset when they found out she was also attending all of the classes and they expected us to pay two tuitions. And my dad couldn't swing it. So that's why I'm doing this instead. Okay. I, so one question, and I, I see you here. You, each of you dresses your the the limbs and the parts that you control 
uh, and so it it seems to me. So you said you're like you know uh, Matilda uh, controls the left foot and Ashby controls the right foot, uh, and it looks like the legs are actually controlled the opposite um, because so you have your ankles and your feet are dressed very different way. Like, cause I see on, on one side, you're wearing a very short skirt and on the other side, it's uh, assless chaps, but also like oddly kind of taped up throughout because of the different corresponding limb usage. It seems like that kind of thing might be what triggers people to sort of think that you're odd. Less so than them thinking like, oh, they're paying for only one thing. Maybe they're thinking this is a very strange way to dress compared to the average person. Of course, Dr. London immediately tries to sympathize with the people who make fun of Ashby and Matilda. Oh, maybe it's to just think a that typical may, white man. Maybe the maybe the reason they think you're weird is because. Uh, of a completely of understandable reason. Why don't you smother Please. your self-expression? Wow, where have I heard that before a million times? Dr. London. Okay, I and that's just... I mean, there's also... Just your hair is also very, very different in the style. See, one side is incredibly up, like swirling up. Yeah. And the other side's, of course, shaved. Oh, and that's weird to you, Dr. London? That someone it's, maybe has an unconventional, or excuse me, that a couple people might have unconventional hairstyles. Well, it's when I say very like it's Marie Antoinette level on the one side. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Well, and there is a a bird's nest in it, and like I'm not trying to say that that's bad or anything. It's just. Then what are you trying to say? Why are you bringing it up at all? Uh, because this oh, you're is, not a bird guy. I'm not particularly. Never takes time to walk through the park and just listen to the birds. And <sighs> or, this is very calming, very relaxing. Ashby, do you like this? Yeah, it's really nice. I think I might include it in my book. What chapter are you on? I'm on chapter 16. I'll need you to read it later to check over for any grammar problems. I know you're the grammar one. Well, that's okay. I have time later. I'm sorry. Thanks. I don't mean to interrupt here. But I, I, we're, we're still recording the podcast. Uh, so the reason I bring up the, the hair thing and the clothes is that uh, people, once again, might see that. And that would be the reason why uh, maybe some people come across as judgmental, possibly, because you're dressing in very unconventional ways. Granted, in this day and age, it's, you know, we are being more inclusive, trying to invite these kinds of things. Uh, but it's just something to consider that maybe well, it's... I'm, that's why me and my sister have to live in Freak Village. Oh. Freak Village? Yeah, it's where all the people in the Freak Show have to live. Oh, I didn't realize you are a uh, Freak Show, I guess, performer? Is yeah, do you term? have an act? No, we're just a medical anomaly. We're so siamese all the way that we inhabit one body. But what do you guys do at the Freak Show? We just stand there. You just stand there, and and people just say, look at those Siamese twins? Yeah, they ask us questions about our life. Like there's a sign-up or something? 
they ask us about how do you drive a car? How do you ride a bike? How do you type on a computer? So I, sometimes we just don't even answer. We just work on Ashby's book. So a lot of your time performing is actually you just sitting there writing. And then if people ask, then you're like, eh. Yeah, we have to make money somehow. Right. Who who forces y'all to live in Freak Village? Society. Ah. Uh, Dr. Uh, London. This society. Dr. London, why would you do that? So I Crushing okay. self-expression and laughing at people who are Siamese all the way. Hopefully someday we can live in a world where if you are Siamese all the way, yeah. people won't judge or think you're strange or tar- try to charge you, you know, two times the tuition or, you know. Yeah. We're just, t- we're tired. Me and Ashley, we're exhausted of society. Uh, and th- I guess I just... You know, it's 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 good to have free expression, and I guess all of us sort of adapt. It's good to have freak expression. Okay, wow, I'm sorry, I should clarify. Yeah, I I said free expression, okay. not not freak. I I did not add the K to that. Okay. Okay. Uh, but it's it's a valid point that you bring up that we all sort of have our own desires of self-expression, whether in clothing or hairstyles or whatever, and that is a good thing. To, it's a healthy thing to bring up. Um, to, to have these habits and uh, sometimes maybe society does need to take a second look and get used to a few things being different from the norm yeah agreed i think we should be i think more accepting as a society of people's differences and these things that sort of make them special mm-hmm. so what are some of the like freaky freaks that you're your neighbors you got any freaky like freaky beard ladies or like people with like multiple limbs or whatever just super freaks we have a man who looks exactly exactly like mr krabs from spongebob whoa yeah like he's is he sunburned He's well. He more looks like Mr. Krabs when he doesn't have a shell on. Have you ever seen that episode? Uh, I'm I'm not sure, that, but I can imagine that. Yeah. So he's pink. He's very small, very blobby. He does have claws, and his eyes are. I can't even describe them. You just have to picture it. Wow, I can picture it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just yeah. We we have a big screen here. Yeah. Cameron just Googled Mr. Krabs, and so now he gets it. Yeah, I can picture it. Because you're looking at a picture of Mr. Krabs. Well, yeah, that's the best way to picture something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and again, I think just, you know, there's so much going on in today's world. I think maybe if we could be a little more understanding of what makes everyone just a little unique, it would sort of broaden our horizons and maybe allow us to discover more about ourselves. Okay. So what about some other freakazoids? Some freaky, like, freaky deaky, like, some, like, you know what I mean? Like, some dude who's got, like, freaking, like, like, I don't know, like, peanuts for hands or something. Some freaky, like, dope. We don't have any neighbors like that, but the girl who lives, well, she can't really live in a normal house, so she has to live in the circus tent. But she is... Have you ever seen Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when they have to ring out the blueberry girl and at yeah. the end she's like a piece of taffy folding over and or like one of those car wash blow up things that yeah, mm, the sways in the inflatable wind. Inflatable tube man. Ki- yeah. yeah kind of like that. Wow. 
Or yeah, does she she's, wave? That sounds like a freaky ass freak. Does she wave the whole time? No, it's not so much the waving, it's more the shape. Okay. It's very tall and fluid mm. in the air. Wow. You know? okay. And again, I think if people like Dr. London were to sort of open themselves to these freaky deaky, like terrifying monster like weirdos, then I think we as a society could progress in a way that I think would be really healthy, healthy, really healthy for the freaky deekies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, and that, that all sounds very good. Um, so what I think maybe we have a kid that the... we call bat kid. Whoa. Because he has skin that attaches from his wrist to his hips and he's really hairy and he doesn't have a nose. Wow. And I, I think that that bat kit deserves the same rights as every other freak at your freak parade. Okay. Thank you. Finally, someone speaking some sense. See, why do your meet and greets go so well? I know who to invite. Yeah, well, you always are the ones inviting, but... Well, I think we've uh, heard enough. This is very interesting take. Um... With your, uh, apparently they must have excluded schizophrenia, and it's definitely Siamese. What's the interesting take? Her take that people should be accepted? Uh, Whoa, such an interesting take. Wow, such a new concept. Yeah, I guess to people like you, that's just so, oh, that's that's sort of strange that someone would want social acceptance. Yeah, so I meant more just um, her, I guess, her perspective on the world. Sorry, and her meaning both Ashby and Matilda. And I suppose I should have asked. Uh, I believe the correct verbiage is y'alls. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry, do you prefer, I should have asked your pronouns, your preferred pronouns on this. Uh, Ashby, Matilda, is there, do you prefer y'alls? Just y'alls perspective. Yeah, that's Instead of what her we, yeah. perspective. That's what you've asked for. Okay. Uh, sorry, I should, have, I should have confirmed that. All right, well, thank you to both Ashby and Matilda for being on the show. Thank and you. Thank y'all. Sorry, thank y'all. Uh, that's, I, I'm a work in progress in this regard. I'm, I am trying. Uh, thank you, Cameron, producer, as always. Sha, sha, sha. And thank you, Digital to the House. <laughs> What's the recommended amount of dedicated wham I should have to serve? And I am Dr. London Smith.com. This has been the Jock Doc Podcast. See ya. Another episode complete. If you have listened to every episode up to this one, you may be legally entitled to a medical degree in some countries. But as a physician myself, I have to warn you that the paperwork is crazy. So it might be better to just keep listening to the podcast until you earn your PhD as well as your doctorate and then go from there. Uh, It's kind of uh being well educated in this world is actually pretty highly respected yeah great for jobs so 
I would say, like, don't don't stop here. Keep listening. Well, Dr. London, you got your medical degree through similar means. I, lecture, they were called lectures. Yeah. Yeah. So I had lectures and I also took tests. But no, those weren't just podcasts. Those were lectures that yeah. I sat through. Lectures taught by Joe Rogan, Adam Carolla. Right. Well, they, I mean, they were medical lectures. I mean, they were about... Yeah. They mentioned, they, I think they said medicine a few times. You had told me about one lecture where I think Mark Marin had spoken to, I don't know, some actor guy and was like, hey, who are your guys? Yeah. And you said that that earned you your PhD. Yeah. Which it did. Yep. I th- well, well, I, I drew it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So in the meantime, please be sure to send your friends and family to our handy website, jockdocpodcast.com. That has links to major podcast platforms. After all, they should be entitled to an education too. And we are all about, you know, educating everyone, educating the masses. Yep. And don't forget to leave a five-star review with a list of all the degrees you've earned by listening to this podcast. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 